Hello, everyone. Frank and Darren back again, and happy Valentine's Day to you all. I should have got a wine glass, shouldn't I, for this? I never even thought. <laughs> Frank's really gone over the top here. Do you do this every year? <laughs> I get dressed up. Yes, I do. Uh, when I uh, when, when I was, uh, you know, dating my wife, you know, Valentine's Day was very special. Uh, it is still special to couples with no kids. And then once you have kids, Valentine's Day is just... <laughs> Well, I'm making I'm making more of an effort for you with this idea that you've come up with than I am going to be for my wife tomorrow. So, <laughs> what what happens in the Sands home for Valentine's Day? If you don't mind, we don't saying. really celebrate it because it's just become a huge sort of commercial exercise now, hasn't it? I don't need a special day to tell my wife that I love her. What about we should do it every day? Sorry, my anniversary. Yeah, we do more for the anniversary than we do on Valentine's Day. Because you you go to a restaurant on Valentine's Day and it's just full of couples gazing into each other's eyes. They put the prices up. It's just kind of, it's a piss take. And so we just celebrate in our own time. Or it's where you take your other wife and other boyfriends. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so talk me through the backdrop there. What have you been? What have you been doing? So we all. Uh, so we we started an orgy today. Since Valentine's Day is today, it's an orgy. We have Myers over there, you know, with a little love balloon uh, in his mouth. My little, my little love sign right there. <laughs> and of course, Michael is going on a date. That's why he has uh, his his uh, flowers and a tie on and some fuzzy cuffs. But Loomis is really out there on valentine's day he's got a ball gag in his <laughs> and where did you get that i have my secrets darren and i'm not gonna release them you didn't buy this for the occasion then you you just opened a drawer or something it came with grandpa <laughs> excellent is there some there wasn't there some scenes in halloween you wish he would just shut up lewis just yeah, yeah. Of, you could do one of them a lot of the time, especially in uh, part five. He could have done me one of those. Yeah, you know, when I was uh, putting on him, he went, no, no, no. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I think he was into it a little bit. But ladies and gentlemen, what Darren and I want to talk about today, because today is the day for lovers, is our favorite couples in horror movies. Mm-hmm. You know, those who love each other, who get through the movie together or don't. Or the ones who obsess over each other, or don't, or those who obsess for one and not the other. Because there's a lot of horror movies out there, Darren, right, where one is obsessed with one other person, but the other person doesn't reciprocate. We all Mm. should reciprocate on Valentine's Day. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. So Darren and I picked five. Uh, They're not in any particular order. We're just going to give our our five uh, favorite couples. There's a lot of couples out there we can go for. Um, So some of them are very obscure. Some of them are very obvious. And I think, Darren, you have some honorable mention before we get to the last one. Yeah, I do. I've got two honorable mentions as well to use. So, uh, yeah. Yep, me too. So let's start off with mine. And my favorite couple in horror is, of course, Dracula and Mina. Specifically from Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Okay, that that couple, you know, of course, you know, uh, uh, Dracula's wife uh, killed herself jumping off the castle because he she thought he was dead. Vlad was dead, 
And uh, he, that was the moment, I think, according to the movie, where he lost his, I guess, his faith to God. Mm. And yeah, God yeah. cursed him. And now he has to walk this world uh, on his own, uh, feeling empty, until he meets Mina, who is a striking resemblance to Elizabeth. Is it Elizabeth or Elizabeth? I think it's Elizabeth. I don't know how they say it in Romania. Any Romanians out there, correct me. Um, and then they form a couple. He wines her and dines her. I don't know if he puts her uh, underneath his uh, spell, but it seems like she actually is the reincarnation of his dead wife. And throughout the whole movie, they just, you know, it was it's a sad ending for him. Uh Dracula in Francis Ford Coppola's movie because she's the ultimate she kills him ultimately <clears throat> in one last uh, one last uh, I guess act of love yeah yeah I'm yeah I'm, it is a good movie I remember it, it was kind of when, when I went to see it at the cinema it was a little odd it was kind of laughed at in a few places and because of that I think my favourite sort of iteration of Dracula is always going to be the 1979 John Badham version yeah. um, with Donald Pleasance and mm-hmm. Frank Langella and was it Frank Langella? Yeah, Frank Langella. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier and yeah, it was a, either a great version for me and a great John Williams score and all the rest of it. But no, that's a good um, that's a good one to start with. Um, my first couple are Janet Weiss and Brad Majors from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. I adore the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And whilst you can sort of loosely call this a, a, a horror film, Brad and Janet are certainly one of my favourite couples in, in movies. Um, those great songs that they both do out on, Damn It, Janet, over at the Frankenstein's Place, uh, to me are just timeless. And, and whilst it's it's my favourite musical of all time, it has enough of a kind of horror element for me to list this in my top five, I think. Um, it's one of those films that I was kind of, I grew up on. My dad always used to play it. The whole family used to get involved in it and sing along. And, you know, the show still goes around the UK now, and, and I'm always going along to it whenever it comes to town. So, uh, so yeah, the, the, the two leads, that's Susan Sarandon and Barry Bostwick, I think, from uh, from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, one of my favourite horror movie couples. Great legs on Tim Curry, doesn't it? Doesn't he? Yeah, he, has he great does legs. have great legs. Great legs. <laughs> It doesn't uh, Susan Sarandon sleep with uh, Doctor Frankenfurter? She does. She does. Well, so, you think we 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 presume that happens for you? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> All right, my next one is going to get a little filthy. Dear. <laughs> uh, my next one is from Reanimator, and that's Doctor Hill and Megan Halsey. Oh, I did think about this one, and I thought, how am I going to talk my way through this? <laughs> You have to admit, Dr. Hill is in love with Megan. I yeah. mean, really in love with Megan. Uh, I mean, I picked it because it, it was it was the ultimate attraction while he was alive, and then the ultimate obsession while he was dead and reanimated. Yeah. yeah. To the point where That's we get that. That's a good way that, of putting it. it we, see, I cleaned it up. I cleaned it up a little bit. <laughs> and there, there's... That one scene, we all know what scene it is, is probably the most famous scene in the Reanimator <laughs> series. Yeah. And he's even talking about it. He says, I love you. You know, and it's that creepy voice before he, 
And before that, he goes, West, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Poor old Barbara Crampton. (laughs) Oh, Frankenstein. Uh, Yeah, so that right, Dr. Hill and Megan Halsey. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other options. (laughs) Darren, your next one. Um, My next one has to be uh, Veronica Quaife and Seth Brundle in The Fly. A really tragic love story that just kind of goes from bad to worse as it goes along. Um, And, you know, it gets to the point where the only way that their relationship can really end after what's happened to him is for her to to blow his head off with a shotgun. And those dying moments of that film are just perfectly acted. They're perfectly staged in in terms of the visual effects. And that score, the Howard Shaw score that goes along with it, I think it's one of his best scores, is just perfect and sets the, the kind of tone uh, for those final moments. It, it's it's horrible, it's heartbreaking, and one of my favourite films of all time, um, yeah, Veronica and Seth from uh, The Fly. It worked very well that they were actually a couple. Yes, yeah, in real life it did, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, of course we get Fly too, because we know she, they have a love child. Yes, <laughs> Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, you larvae out there. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Eric Stoltz did a really poor job and Michael J. Fox had to come back and, uh, <laughs> and be the fly? <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be fantastic. Twice. <laughs> he, went back on, he went back in time and I get to climb walls. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, my next one, my number three, is probably the most sexiest vampire couple of all time. And ladies and gentlemen, when you see the dance uh, floor scene in that club, <laughs> and that is Amy and Jerry Dandridge from Friday. Oh, Night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the soundtrack is fantastic. And she's dancing and he's messing up her hair. But yet there was that one scene where she's getting twirled by him and she looks at herself and it's just her in the mirror. Yeah. And, yeah. But ultimately, with his last dying breath, he yells out her name. Amy. He does. He does. And Amanda Beers uh, looks fantastic in that nightgown when she gets turned into a vampire. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Great makeup on her, though. And of course, that's what we get on the uh, on the poster. Yeah, it's her makeup and uh, you know with her teeth, gnarly yes. makeup. Yeah, it's great image. It's great but image. Is that Amy and Jerry? To you, cheers. Sexy cheers, time. Amy and Jerry. Yeah, absolutely. I I, uh, I totally agree. And Fright Night is one of those films that I used to watch a lot of as a kid, and and but haven't really kind of um, taken a look at it in recent years, which I should do. Um, I'd be interested to see if it holds up as well as it um, as well as I remember. So. All right, Darren, you're number three. My number three is Evelyn and Lee Abbott from A Quiet Place. So a, a, another kind of real-life married couple as well in um, in John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Um, I was okay with A Quiet Place. I know it has its fans, and there's a lot of people that are kind of think it's overrated. Um, I was just glad to see a really solidly made creature feature. And the fact that these two people are kind of dedicated their life to protecting their kids mm-hmm. in the middle of this invasion that's happening, whereas if you make a noise, you're basically dead. Um, the lengths that they go to to protect their kids, and you know, as as 
as we've seen in these films. I mean, a dumb thing was, uh, as a lot of people point out, was to have kids during this. Um, he lost uh, one thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, because she's pregnant, and it's like, wasn't that a really stupid thing to do? You know, like hammering that nail on the underside of the steps for whatever reason that was done. Um, but yeah, no, the, these two, um, uh, they're a great couple on screen. And obviously that's reflected by, you know, that, that, that's because it reflects their own relationship in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it was just, I think it was possibly a mistake. There's a few mistakes in movies over recent years, whereas really solid leading men have been killed off only to either come back in some form or because, you know, the audience demands it. I can think of three. I can think of Colin Firth in um, The Kingsman. Um, you know, they killed him off in the first movie and then figured out a way to bring him back in the second. Hawkins in Halloween um, in Halloween 2018 killed off and then they had second thoughts and figured out that they could maybe just keep him alive. Um, and also John Krasinski in this film killed off and they figured out a way to factor him into a quiet place too. So, um, yeah, I think it's, um, I think he's a really solid actor, uh, both really solid actors and that really shines during this film. So yeah, Evelyn and Lee Abbott from a quiet place. There's a nice anecdote that, uh, John told on the Graham Norton show where he was at, um, customs coming Mm. into the, coming into the UK uh, to meet up with Emily and uh, the the uh, stamper for the passport says, "You're famous, right?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm just coming over to see my wife." He goes, "Who's your wife?" And I'm just paraphrasing here. He goes, "Emily Blunt." And the guy goes, "No, you're not married to Emily Blunt." <laughs> <laughs> he just said, "Look, I'm Jack Ryan. Shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Krasinski. I like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, like. It's amazing that he'd gone from that role in The Office to, um, if you ever saw one of Michael Bay's best films, I think, a movie called 13 Hours, mm-hmm. about the Benghazi um, uh, American, what do they call it now? Oh, fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> about the fuck up in Benghazi with the American embassy. Yeah. Um, and that he looks incredible in that film. And you really believe that he's this beefcake that's running around taking all these guys out. You know, coming from a show like The Office where he plays some sort of dweeb in there to this, uh, I thought was just fantastic. And, and his career has just gone from strength to strength now, hasn't it? So and for me, a highly yeah. respected actor at the moment. My next one... My second one it is uh, Nurse Tavish and Father McGruder. Ladies and gentlemen, though, that's the priest and the nurse from Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even as zombies, these two hook up. They couldn't keep their hands off each other. Yeah. On top of the den of the, of the uh, you know, on, on the kitchen table, basically. <laughs> And, you know, her head's flopping back and forth, you know, and he's trying to keep it back on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and she's chewing on his lips in a uh, moment of passion. Yeah. And, of course, they have a love child. And it's that little baby zombie that's calling all this ruckus that Lionel <laughs> has to take out on trips to calm him and hit him and slam him into the ground and put, you know, barbed wire around the carriage. 
Some monkey disease that it's caught or something, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a uh, Siberian rat monkey. That's or right. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But oh, when you, when I heard uh, Lionel's uncle uh, come in and he closed the uh, doors to that table and he asked Lionel, You found your own, you found your dad's stash, haven't you? Is that the one with the donkey? <laughs> <laughs> And you hear this, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, to that couple, Nurse Tavish and Father McGruder, happy Cheers. Valentine's Day with a with a kid, <laughs> mm. <laughs> zombie baby. You like that oh, baby, don't you? I do. It's like something out of Jim Henson's workshop. <laughs> Meet the Feebles. Yeah. <laughs> Same direction. Uh, <laughs> Um, couple four for me is uh, Steve and Diane Freeling from Poltergeist. Um, all American family lose their mm-hmm. kid, gets kidnapped by a by a, an entity and and hidden in the television. Um, and those two are one of the. the I mean, they're, they're such a strong couple in this film. Um, bringing in uh, what's her name, Tangina, or I can't remember her name now. The medium that that brings back the kid, but. Um, yeah, they they go through hell in this, trying to get their daughter back. And almost like through a sort of birthing process as well, getting her out of the TV. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie. It's one of the uh, strongest PG-rated movies that I've ever seen in terms of the, horror, the level of horror in it. Uh, but your kind of rating system was a bit skew whiff back in the early eighties, wasn't it? There were mm-hmm. things like Jaws were a PG and and um, family uh, movies. But yeah, all these families. Well, there was nothing in between, was there? It was no. either PG or R. And the fact that Poltergeist gets a PG rating with some of the sequences in that film is just absolutely beyond me. But yeah, great couple. Um, Went on to do what was it now? Three films or something like that, or maybe they did the first two. I can't remember. Were they, yeah, were the they in the third? Just the second. one. Was it one. just the second one? Yeah. Yep. Great couple of actors as well in Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams. So mm-hmm. yeah, they are Stephen Diane Freeling are my number four, and and really in love with each other in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They do anything to get that daughter of theirs back, which anybody would really, wouldn't yeah. they? But yeah. it really comes across in this film, and um, you you feel their pain throughout. This, um, the pain you have that I felt is when she went into the closet mm. and he's and she's staring at him and they're kind of embracing before he goes in and he, uh, before uh, she goes in. But she he senses like she's almost in danger as well as Carol Ann. And he pulls on that rope a little bit too early, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And, and he yeah. gets uh, is, is, is I guess it's a demon. Or a ghost and yeah, an apparition. Like yeah, yeah. It, but that, that's the entity, isn't it? I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when she comes through with all that afterbirth on her on the floor and like afterbirth, that's what it is, isn't it? It's it is, like an, a kind know. of ectoplasm or afterbirth. It's almost like that. She the, the kid's been reborn out of the TV or something. Mm, I never um, thought about that. Yeah, way. yeah, and uh, yeah. It's uh, she. She goes through the whole kind of process with her pulling her out that's the it's, same stuff in uh, ghostbusters 2 right that's underneath in the subway system <laughs> mood slime <laughs> are you in the mood now caroline get out of here since we're all slippery <laughs> and in the tub <laughs> i like that good shout out you know what that's that's i was gonna put them too mm. uh but then something told me 
you know, it's it's obvious. And I was hoping you were going to put him, and I'm glad you did. Cool. Uh, all right, we're up to our honorables now, aren't we? Yes. Okay. So my first honorable is, of course, the monster, Frankenstein's monster, and the bride. You know, nothing says horror than putting those two together. They're on almost everybody's bodies with tattoos. And for as one little um, scene she had, it's memorable. Yeah. And how the monster broke down and thought that she was going to be for him, which she was, uh, just to have a, a, a companion throughout the rest of his life. And then she just ultimately rejects him, which is the story of my life. <laughs> and uh, up until you met your wife up until I met my wife um, and then or maybe oh, even still possibly <laughs> she, she, when I'm coming home she's leaving that's the, that's the way you keep your marriage uh, together no, don't don't be with each other um, and then the, the ultimate desperation for him is that she he grabs her or takes her or stops her from going anywhere and says you know we belong dead He'd rather die with her to this woman that he's actually infatuated and possibly in love with. And even a monster that's made out of body parts can learn to love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good shout. Good shout. And then my last one is uh, <laughs> Kyle Liberty will know this, and I'm sure some other people with sick minds as myself will. Um, Michael and Evelyn from Burial Ground. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the ultimate. Incest, I even think. We yeah. talked about these guys before, didn't we? <laughs> so Michael Valentine's Day is every day. <laughs> and then, you know, because when my, Michael... Burial Ground is about a zombie. is an Italian zombie uh, movie. And uh, Michael is this creepy boy. Creepy kid. Um, and he catches uh, his mom and her lover going at it. And instead of grabbing her sheet and holding it over she decides to get up out of the bed and walk about 40 feet to go grab her rope to cover up which she barely does <laughs> and uh all of a sudden michael becomes infatuated with his mother and wants to nurse from her <laughs> and later on you know we find out michael turns into a zombie you can't really tell and wants to um pretend he's a baby again and she lets him because she's so this happy twisted movie <laughs> she's so happy he's back it says i know you want to go right ahead well <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> cheers <laughs> i shouldn't be drinking to that no way my next uh, my honorable mentions are grace and alex from ready or not ready or not real surprise hit um, from a couple of years ago, and the same directors of the recent Scream movie. Um, uh, the couple, uh, she marries, the, the Grace marries the man of her dreams and goes to the sort of family uh, estate to, to, to go through the wedding. Uh, and her in-laws kind of set her up and, and, and she has to pass a number of tests. Uh, and they begin to hunt her down with crossbows and other weapons, guns, all sorts of things. And this kind of almost like battle royale type event happens within the house. Um, really bizarre film, but really well done. Um, and, you know, it's down to her to sort of turn the tables on her kind of not so lovable relatives. Um, <laughs> my next uh, a horror movie cup, but not so much a horror movie a kind of, 
horror com- comedy horror Ghostbusters as Peter Venkman and Dana Barrett um, for two movies they played this kind of on-off couple uh, and yeah they, they have great chemistry together and you know Bill Murray was kind of is sort of infatuated with her in the film it's not fully reciprocated but you know she she does sort of slowly fall for his charms and uh, I you know, Ghostbusters were another one of my favourite films of all time and, and two really enjoyable actors in, in Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver to watch on screen. So uh, I had to mention those guys as well. And ultimately, we know that today they're still together. Yes. In those, no spoiling. The, no, no spoiling. <laughs> I'll, I'll get shot. <laughs> <laughs> watch the movie. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Go watch yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlight. Uh, after, Afterlight? <laughs> Afterlife. <laughs> go, go watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. So it's, it's a good. I, I, my wife and I loved it. Nostalgia, yeah, it's a great heaven. film. Yeah. All right. Uh, my last couple out of all the couples I could have uh, picked is uh, from the French movie High Tension or Switchblade Romance, and that's uh, Marie and Alexa. I think great it's great movie. One yeah. of my favorite horror movies of all time. Oh, it's Darren, the opening, terrific. Jesus, yeah, grubby little movie. Oh, and and, that, you know, they're not a couple, are they? But it's an obsession. Yeah, it's an obsession movie. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a it's a love movie where you're going to be mine, and I'm going to save you. So I'm going to make up this this story in my head or this person in my head, so you fall in love with me. Absolutely, and, and it's it's a weird it's film. A, nasty really nasty um it it just you a movie that you need a shower afterwards um and one of the greatest horror movie directors i think we have at the moment which is alex arja and and you know it was when he made that crossover to hollywood i thought oh my god no it's just not going to work um he he he's there's no way he can produce that kind of movie in hollywood at all but he's never ever held back or pulled any punches whatsoever with the mm-hmm. movies that he makes, be it The Hills of Eyes, Piranha, um, Crawl. Uh, I never saw, was it P2 that you were? P2, yep. P2, yeah, I never saw yep. that, so I can't comment on good that. Good thriller, but, good thriller. But yeah, I love his movies. I think he's terrific. Give him give him some money and he can do some amazing things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's ready to go to that next level again now. Yes, I think. yes. And, and you know, I was about to say, this is a couple that is uh, kind of like uh, the two girls on uh, Last House on the Left. Yes, yeah. Kind of like, you know, the, the that one scene, which I'm not going to talk about. No, uh, no. But uh, it's, it's, it's one of those... Uh, the, the, it, this movie is one of those movies that could work in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and currently. Mm-hmm. It's that gritty. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's my it's last a proper couple. horror film. It really. Oh is. yeah, yeah. I mean, I rented it just because of the cover, and then when I saw the was that with the <laughs> chainsaw, the, the huge uh, yes. angle grinding. Yeah, she's she all bloody and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, look at this, a, a beautiful young woman with a chainsaw. Why not take a look? <laughs> but there, but there, and that that opening, like throwing out the bathwater. You know, it was just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like nasty. It's, there's there's one moment in there that that gets me every time, and it's the moment where the uh, the guy's going around the house killing the family and he traps the guy's head in between the rails on the staircase and moves that huge piece of furniture along and takes the guy's head off mm-hmm. with the furniture. And it's just done in one swift movement. Um, it, it, it's, 
it doesn't even there's no struggle with it as well the head just comes straight off and it's yeah it's a it's a tough movie um, yeah. but no a good a good example it, two people love her in that movie yeah exactly yeah <laughs> there you go folks if you haven't seen it two people love her yeah um, and in one of those films that you're either going to go with it or you're not and and when it gets to the kind of you know the the final act a lot of people either are just kind of like what the hell i'm not i'm not bored anymore or you just kind of get it and go with it yeah yeah uh your uh last uh lover my final one has to be david kessler and nurse alex price from an american wolf in london two amazing characters in this film david the victim of a werewolf attack staying in hospital his nurse played by jenny agatha falls for him and um, he has nowhere to live when he leaves hospital so he moves in with her but slowly becomes this werewolf and um this love story turns into a horror story and uh, along with the fly if you like she is in love with this beast and um the showdown at the end just shows how, I guess, how strong that love is. Um, and it just kind of all falls apart and, and ends in complete tragedy. So, yeah, one of my, definitely one of my favorite horror movies of all time and a great chemistry between those two in this film. Mm. Um, yeah, really, really strong performances and uh, a movie that I'll just never forget whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally, totally forgot about them. I'll... <laughs> I will make sure I will use those that cuffing gags tonight for punishment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you and I go giddy over this movie, especially yeah. this, this couple. You believe that they're a real couple. Hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, not just, you know, one quick fling. She's absolutely in love with him. Uh, he's in love with her, and for that split moment, you and I talk about it. We talked about it on our past previous podcast, where she says, "David, I love you." He, as a werewolf, recognizes her for a split second. Yeah, that yeah. split second. Now, I would have liked to see what he would have done to her, or if she would have just just stayed there and accepted a sacrifice, or see what he would have done. But of course, we get a terrific ending. You don't know exactly what's going to happen at the end. Because he kind of lunges forward. Is he going towards her? Is he going to attack her? Is he going to go past her and try yeah. and escape? Um, but it's too late, and they take him down, and she's left sobbing over her um, dead boyfriend, basically. Yeah, and we're left sobbing with the an American wolf in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, before we leave, uh, my my wife, my lover... Sarah, who got me an early Valentine's Day gift. It was supposed to be for Christmas, but she saved it for Valentine's Day. And I just want to plug these uh, awesome, awesome uh, artists who made this for me. And these are Oh, Lewis wow. Look at that. And Michael Nutcrackers. <laughs> Happy Valentine's the, Day. You get the best merch in the u.s we wouldn't we would never get anything like that over here. no one would know who they are over here let alone get bloody nutcrackers based on them they're super (laughs) where's the ball gag (laughs) ladies and gentlemen i've been playing with my dolls part five (laughs) 
Yeah, pretty Damn, cool. Great. All made by hand, you know? All nutcrackers, uh, little nutcrackers. Of course, these are so small nutcrackers, but, uh, um, you know, the, all made by hand, like I said. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first Loomis this guy has ever made. Everything Did else she commission been, those? It's She asked the guy who made these if he had a Loomis, but there wasn't enough, uh, I guess, enough want for a Loomis Nutcracker. He was always making Michael, Jason, Freddy, I think some other ones on his website. Um, and uh, this is the first one he's ever made. He's been wanting someone to ask for it. And I think he did a terrific job on these two. That's fantastic. So I like to plug this guy. He is uh, Silver Wolf Designs on Etsy. That's E-T-S-Y dot com. We'll put a link in the description below and, and you guys can click on that. But that's fantastic. I like those. <laughs> can bring can he out. do a, a, a Kelly Meeker? Oh, my God. <laughs> I would ask him to make them six feet tall. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what, is, what are your favorite um, horror couples? It's Valentine's Day. You know, they don't have to be in love with each other. You could just be infatuated with each other. You know, one could be obsessive over the other. And don't say Loomis and Michael. They're not really a couple. <laughs> you know, then they don't say, you know, uh, Nancy and Freddie. They're not really a couple. I was going to suggest, um, and I kind of changed my mind, but I was going to suggest um, Clarice and Hannibal. There's a little infatuation. Because there's a little infatuation there little both bit. ways. I was going to also put Norman and his mother. I got to get out of that garbage, don't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I already have Michael and Evelyn. That's a little... <laughs> that's worse. That's what about um, Ethel and uh, her son from uh, uh, Friday the 13th 5? <laughs> now you're going into the realm of suggestion, aren't you? <laughs> you big dildo. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, stick to the roads. And the best of luck. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. 